watching Prohibition fall down. Yes, what's up, DDC? It is Scotty Real. Got Grow Guru on the board running things. What's up, brother? What's going on, man? How you doing today? I'm psyched today, man. I made my new friend, Katsu. Katsu Genetics, what's up, brother? How you doing, man? I'm good. I, dude, I'm real good today. Me and you was bullshitting a little bit. We had some technical difficulties. I actually had a semi pull up in front as we, as we were trying to do the show. So, uh, uh, but yeah, man, I started bullshit with you and, and having a good time, man. You're a, you're a righteous dude, man. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, what, what's the wait? It's Katsu Bluebird. Is that what it is? Yeah, Katsu Bluebird. Give me your full my- name. Give me your birth name, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, but it, what is that? What is that behind you? That's actually pretty fucking cool, man. I like that stone bluebird. Yeah, it's a new character I designed. I just made ten slaps. So ah, uh, it's very cool. Hey, man, is that Freedom Rock? Well, turn it up. See that guy reminds me of. <laughs> Hey, James Bean introduced me to you. Uh, you're you're known as doing some really cool stuff with some of the Bubba genetics. Uh, you were actually our featured breeder. We were giving out some of your seeds for a while, and uh, people were pretty psyched. I seen was it Bubba Orange Bubba? Do I have that? I can't remember, man. I'm not I'm not a strain guy, but we were giving them out, and we were seeing some people come back with with some dank, man. So, for first off, kudos nice. to you, man. Kudos. And, thank you, thank you. And dude, so just a little background, because I'm just just learning about you myself. But you're basically a seed collector, right? You said you got you've been collecting forever. Um, well, I mean, I started I started growing because there was no availability of good weed where I was. Right. Like I'm not a young guy. I wasn't part of this whole cannabis dispensary revolution. Like it was back in the day when you had to, you know, hide these smokes. It's just that whole thing. Talk about that for two minutes with me. Talk about that for two minutes. I'm 48. And yeah, I remember that back in high school, if you got caught smoking weed, you know, you got to do all you had not to go to rehab, man. I mean, they wanted to send you to rehab if they caught you with a fucking quarter in your your, uh, duffel bag, you know? So yeah, it was really different. I went to I went to high school in the you know this this is this is your brain this is your brain on drugs mm-hmm. campaign where they were dropping the the egg on the hot frying pan. Sure, but they also had Joe Camel T-shirts that everybody was wearing in high school telling you to smoke Camel cigarettes. You know what I mean? There was a lot of mixed messaging going on there, right? Oh, absolutely, spuds. Uh-huh. Spuds. You're so right. You're so right. Back, uh, I just love to kind of get, I, I know there's strain guys out there. By the way, you, a really good setup on the Embracing Organic show. I didn't catch the Adam Dunn, but I'm told that that's a really good way to get to know you about your, your strains and, and your work. Man, I'm a people person. I feel like if we're hanging out smoking or joining us, as a matter of fact, I will smoke a bowl with you. And uh, kind of just wanted to get to know, like, First off, were you always a stoner? If you go back to middle school or high school, if we were to hang out with your high school friends, it'd be like, dude, Katsu's a breeder, oh. man. Were they freak? No, was, you ever watch the show Taxi? Yeah, I love Jim. Don't tell me you were Jim. Yeah, remember, remember Jim? They yes. showed that one episode where they flashed back when he was in prep school and he had all that shit together. And then he got high once and he became that... 
degenerate I, space cadet. I didn't know that was the story. That's funny, <laughs> man. That is fucking funny. Uh, oh man. Uh, but hey, but sir, if uh, when did you start smoking? Actually, for me, it was I think it was pretty late for me. I think I was 17, visiting colleges, and took a bong hit in the parking lot of an apartment complex in Gainesville, Florida. How about you? Yeah. I was I was similar. I, I got high the first time when I was uh, 17. I was a senior in high school. It was like spring break or something. And I got high with a friend of mine. And I kept waiting for it to work. I remember that. I was like waiting for it to work, waiting for it to work. And then all of a sudden I realized I was really fucked up. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. You always have to have the conversation with them folks that are like, no, it doesn't work on me. It just doesn't work on me. And they, yeah, you're high as fuck right now, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, all right. Say the same time. And you know what? That probably has to do with the fact that we were scared shitless of drugs back in the day. I mean, I remember in the sixth grade, they they had in a health class. They showed us a video of there's a bunch of people that they gave quaaludes to and then told them to drive home. And they were just, it was really they were just like crashing into each other and stuff. But that's what you were told drugs were. And then you smoke some weed and you're like, holy shit, this makes guitars sound so awesome. You know, or, it, it, you know, it kind of was like that for me. Where I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And it actually got me exposed to some different people, folks that weren't worrying so hard about their rep and being cool. And folks just wanted to relax and enjoy a little bit. And when you're 17, 18, it's uh, those are hard to find, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I found I found a really mixed bag of people that like to smoke weed. Yeah, like, some just like to just escape to any kind of way they can get fucked up, and weed was the gateway to it. Sure, you know. There's there's, there's plenty of Type A corporate suits that you know are fucking going hard all day and just getting high all day too yeah you know? oh i know a couple of them man i call them pink shirts you know but <clears throat> yeah those are the guys that can they can outsmoke me all right i used to say i went to this my one buddy pink shirt buddy's house guru's been there with me fucking big mansion in florida and he's talking to his boss and his boss is a billionaire with a b i don't know any billionaires with a b so i'm like and he's smoking a joint just talking to this guy and i'm like dude if i had to talk to a powerful fucking oligarch billionaire I wouldn't be smoking a joint. He's like, dude, this is the only way I can talk to him. I was like, wow. Wow, that's a fucking trip, no? (laughs) So, okay, so you start smoking when you're a senior in high school. Dude, when the hell did you get the balls to start growing? I think that's a fucking big step to take when you go, dude, I'm going to rent a house and start growing. Well, I I, I never really did that. it was always just for me, so it's just a small place and my my own personal residence. Sure. Um, and the smoke was just for me, so I mean, I don't want to say it was small because I'm I'm a considerable smoker, but uh, it it was it was just personal. Isn't that um, awesome when when you can actually grow your own man? You don't have to go fucking spend you know whatever it was hundreds of dollars a month on wheat. I I put a seed in dirt for the first time when I was in college and I got a, a fluorescent light and I put it in my closet and I just let it grow and it just kept growing and growing and growing. I had no idea that I needed to flip it to 12-12. I know it. I was like <laughs> waiting for it to do something. It wasn't doing anything. Oh, I was, it and I just chopped it down. At least you didn't smoke the leaves. I, I trimmed the leaves off when they were in veg after about the fifth set of leaves and tried to smoke them. And uh, I didn't get high. 
no, neither did I, brother. Neither did I. <laughs> oh, man. You know what, though? I will tell you. So the first time, I grew weed before I even smoked it because my buddy goes, dude, my parents are searching me. Hi, you know, searching my room every night. You know, hide this for me. And it was like an eighth of weed. And I was like, dude, it comes with seeds? What the fuck's up with the seeds? He's like, yeah, you throw them out. And I was like, what do you mean, dude? You can grow your own here. And he was just like, whatever. And sure enough, took the little Dixie cups, put like four seeds in there. And then the little dicot leaves come out. I'm like, oh, hey, they're sprouting. And then it fucking starts looking like a weed plant. Maybe 10 days later, you're like, get this the fuck out of here, man. Don't get me busted. <laughs> Good shit, yeah, man. When you, see, when you see those first families, man, that's an exciting thing. Absolutely. But ain't no mistake about it, what you're growing. <laughs> Absolutely no. not. So what, you've been... Co- um, so I had a, I got a Phototron in the late 80s. <laughs> You're showing your age, motherfucker. The photo bomb. I just got to preface. The Phototron was this like little octagon kind of thing with some fluorescent lights on the outside. It's like a little growth chamber. And I believe they would advertise in high times maybe, but as like a 1989, you know, whatever, 17 year old, I'm like, dude, I'm going to fill up my whole room with these. Yeah, advertise a little bit, dude. Man, they have like full page spreads. That yeah. was I was salivating over that thing. I think I got one in the mid eighties and I ended up or no in the early eighties and then I think I got another one in the late eighties. Um, but the one I got in the late eighties, about four weeks after I got that, I figured out that that wasn't the way to go to get a high pressure sodium. Right. So I had high pressure sodium running side by side with the Phototron and uh Needless to say, the high-pressure sodium did considerably better when I was off to the races. That was late 80s. And, and yeah, by the way, you're lucky you didn't get oh, swept. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was late late 90s. I apologize. Oh, late the, 90s. Okay, because I was going to say late 80s, man. You had a chance of getting swept up. If you were going to hydro stores, I think I started in 91. But if you were going to hydro stores before that, they had that Operation Green Merchant. I think it did happen in the early 90s. I'm not, I'm, I can't remember the specifics. And they went and fucking followed everybody from home from the grow stores. They got all them records. They got the records from the Phototron people. And they were out to kick doors in back then. Like I said, that was like what the Reagan days, man, or the Bush days when drugs are yeah, bad. It was just some scary times. It was, man. It, it really was. So, and then, all right, so you just kept collecting seeds because you're a pretty recent breeder. You just started actually getting your name out there, what? Yeah, pretty recently, right? Last summer. Yeah, yeah. So before that, we were bullshitting, and you were saying you pretty much uh, – uh, so, so, so I started, I started really growing in the late nineties and, uh, I was on the forums. I found the forums and that really taught me everything right. about growing. That was the first time that I really got solid information. It was a, a opening game changer for me Made with lots of guys that were just really, really into smoking weed, growing weed, ex- doing anything you could possibly do with weed. And they were there and they were talking about it. And uh, I would, uh, there was a, a sister company called Seabay, which was uh, like eBay, except it only did seeds. Okay, right on. And uh, pretty much a lot, a lot of the guys that were on the forums would sell the crosses that they made. And there was, there was some actual name brand breeders that would sell as well. But for the most part, it was a lot of just private breeders. So you can get a lot of really cool homebrewed genetics. And uh, a lot of people were trading seeds and stuff. And at some point, 
like I think in around 2000 or late 99, I discovered clones. Um, I saw some names of stuff and I was asking people, where, where can I get seeds of that? And they're like, dude, you can't get seeds of that. That's clone only. Clone only, man. What, what's clone only? Like, all you had to do is tell me I couldn't get it, and all I wanted was to get it. Like, <laughs> Ain't that the truth, man? Ain't that the truth? You, you, can't, you can't have that. And I'm like, I must have that. What is it? <laughs> uh, it's so funny the way that goes. There was like a purple G13 way back in the day, and it was one of those things where everybody wanted it. They were literally offering the guy like 10 grand for it, and he wouldn't take it because, you know, black market, it's a license to print money. You got, you know, you know some purple fucking giant yielder that gets you high as fuck, you you know? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the, the deal, it was explained to me that in order to get clone-only strains, you must have clone-only strains and you have to trade them. All right. So that sounded like kind of a catch-22 situation to me because <laughs> I was, I didn't know anybody. The only people I knew were on the forum. So I felt like I was kind of shit out of luck. And then at some point, some guy popped up his, uh, his handle, I still remember it, it was Green Crack Man. And uh, <laughs> do he I offered trust to sell. Him? I'm sorry? I say, hmm, do I trust a guy named Green Crack Man? Hmm, it's weird. Oh, that's like, that's like the cookie main with the uh, Gorilla Glue number four cut at the High Times Cannabis Cup. Yeah, that was so funny, man. <laughs> so it ended up being good, though? So so he, he says he's going to sell one clone of a strain called Bubba Kush, which I had never heard of, and nobody on the forums had heard of it. And what year is this? One, one person for 500 bucks. This is probably uh, early 2001. Okay, so way back in the it, day. Yeah, it was, I mean, I think I think Bubba Kush was out and about in LA and you know some of the surrounding areas, but it was I was, I'd never heard of it, and most of the people on the forums hadn't heard of it, and he said it was the best thing ever, and I had, I had the money to do it, so I sent him the 500 bucks, and then, you know, about a, a five, six days later, I got a big box, I think it was from UPS. I got a clone that was, like, practically three feet tall. Holy shit. Yeah, it was just... That's like balls to send that. It was, ready, it, was, it was pretty much ready to top and flower. I made sure I had clones of it first, but... Uh, I got to ask, though. That was early 2001. That was not post-9-11 2001, man. Because, fucking, dude, you could sell... You could send anything through the mail. That was, like, the fucking... Yeah, afterwards, it tightened up like a motherfucker, man. You know, that was... I think one of the only times I ever dealt with anything that was rooted after that, um, pretty much everybody I traded with, we just traded unrooted cuts and Ziploc baggies. Damn, man, you that know, takes balls. I, I don't pay in money for an unrooted cut in a Ziploc bag, man. That takes some, I'd have to get right to a goddamn cloner, man. People were talking about shipping unrooted clones around. And I'm like, man, I don't know. I don't know. I ship root. I have a company down in Florida that ships big bamboo plants all around the country. And uh, I'll be damned. Even well-rooted plants that are just watered sometimes will get, uh, you know, will get beat up in shipping. So, you know, I guess it's a crapshoot. If, if, if you have a cut that's not, you know, ridiculous scorching heat or freezing cold, if it's, you know, normal normal weather right a cut in a bag without any moisture will last three four days easy you really? just recut it 
root it just like you cut it yourself, and it's good to go. Just, all right, you know what? I was talking to you as being a friend of the show. You're a cool guy. You've hooked up a lot of us, a lot of the DGC with genetics. So hook us up with some information. I know you just about half gave it, but give me best practices for taking a cut on the go. Unrooted cut. You're telling me just in a bag, do you spray it down first? Do you make sure the plant was watered first? Do you bring a cube with you? Yes. Best, seriously, best practices are as easy as could be. Okay. Get clean, sharp, sharp instrument, take, or, or whatever, you can hack it off the plant too. Just make sure that you recut it with a sharp, sterile instrument, stick it in a baggie, press the, press the Ziploc baggie of air. Don't, don't vacuum seal it because you'll crush it. And but get I the usually put them, put them in like a DVD case and jiffy bag and off it goes, man. A DVD I, case? Uh, something flat like that, you're saying? Well, they're just cuts in a baggie. So, yeah, you just stick them in there to protect them. It's a hard plastic case. I like it, man. I like it. I, I see people doing this or I hear people mailing cuts all over the place. And, man, I don't know. Uh, I appreciate the information. I might have to try it now. I mean, I, I, I've been doing it for years and years and receiving and sending and, you know, every, every once in a while there's an issue, but it's not usually uh, anything other than uh, temperature or time. Sometimes <laughs> something gets lost in the mail. It takes eight, nine days to get there. It might be a little mushy by then. But yeah, it, the, the, the key is you don't want air and you don't want moisture because both of those things will rot the cut. Okay. So you put them in dry. All That's right. the key. Dry, no air, and they're good to go. I mean, you you can try it. Just take cuts and put them on your desk and watch how long they'll sit on your desk before they start looking shitty. I am going to try it, man. I'm going to try it. I would have thought about tons of moisture and a cube in there. And no. Complicated. No, okay. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just it complicates it. If you put moisture in there, you're, you're introducing potential rot right away. Right, like, right. Okay, hey, so while we're at it, man, come on. We've been having some uh, seed discussion as far as popping seeds, best practices. I'm a paper towel guy myself, man. Tell me your method for popping yes. seeds, man. Yes, paper towel. I put. Uh, I usually put RO water on a paper towel, toss the seeds on it, fold it up, throw it in a baggie, blow a little air in it, put it someplace kind of warm and check it every I don't know, 20, 30 minutes till they pop ah, it out. I fucking love it, man. I every day it. so till they pop, you know? Yes. Yes, I do, man. I'm more of an every two hours kind of guy, but uh, yeah, I get it. They put them near my bongs every time I smoke. I'm like, mm-hmm. But you know what I like about that is you get people complaining. I'm sure you get people every now and again. Oh, my seeds didn't pop or only two of my seeds popped. And a lot of times if you don't do it right, if you don't uh, – uh, Keep the top layer evenly moist, or if you don't use the paper towel method, uh, you can definitely fuck them up. Or even if you use the paper towel method and you uh, break the uh, the root off. So, I mean, it's a, I don't know. That's why I like paper towel method. You can actually see what popped. Yeah, I, I mean, it, as, as a breeder, my policy is I really want people to be happy with what they got. So... If if, some, if somebody bitches at some point along the way about anything, you know, I don't I don't really care. You didn't like the way it tasted. Here here's something to replace it. Right. I don't want your experience to be a bad one. Yeah. You know, it's it's not inexpensive to buy seeds, and 
you know, a lot of people are, you know, it's, it's a, it's a big undertaking for them to buy a pack or two. Packs. Yeah. So yeah, I want them to be happy with the experience. Hell yeah. Nice, man. That's yeah. One guy, one guy told me somebody stole all the seeds and I just replaced them because they got stolen. You know, it's not my fault, but whatever. No. Shit happens. Yeah. And it's, it's nice to be part of the solution. You know what I mean? Somebody got him you know, pretty good, man. Somebody beat him up pretty good. It's nice to be able to go in there and help. Hey, brother, I got you, man. I got you. You're down. I'm up. When I'm down, you'll yeah, come. I dig. I dig, man. I'm digging the grow talk a little bit. You mind if I can? Will you teach me about Bubba? I know that you uh, use it and you work. Well, well, just because you work with it a lot, I've always heard of you as a guy that's doing really good work with Bubba crosses. So Bubba Kush is what the pre ninety eight Bubba. That's that's the same thing. Bubba Kush pre ninety eight Bubba. Is that all the same shit? Give me an education, brother. All right. So my. To, to the best of my ability to piece it all together, right. pre-98 and the Katsu are related. The Katsu is probably an S1 of the pre-98. The Katsu Bubba Kush is the one that I purchased way back. Right. Pre-98 is another plant that was floating around at the same time. If I gave them both to you separately at different times in a bag, you would instantly know that they were both Bubba Kush and you'd probably not be able to identify which was which. If I gave them to you at the same time and you can smoke them, you'll taste some subtle differences. Um, I probably slightly lean towards the Katsu, but I mean, they're, they're both incredible. And, wh- and what is the deal after? I mean, why do they call it? What, I make the joke like, oh, man, you know, I have the post 98 Bubba. But what is the pre 98 is just some name from way back just- in the day. Some name, somebody attached to it. I don't know who attached it. to it. When I when I gave out the cuts, it was I was sending people Bubba Kush. That's how I labeled it, Bubba Kush. Got it. Now at some, at some point, when they started handing it out to other people to distinguish it between other Bubba Kushes, they started calling it the Katsu Bubba. And is it called Bubba? Because I think a big Bubba, a big guy named Bubba. Is it a big heavy yielder? What, what's the deal with it, man? Give me a little description of it. Just crazy I got, quality. I, I, I got nothing for you. I think uh, the dude, Matt Berger, who was one of the four or five roommates who roomed together that had the OG and the Bubba Kush right. way back in the day, um, I think his nickname was Bubba. Okay. <laughs> they, called it, they called it the Kush Bubba, but I can't tell you for sure. No, that makes sense at least, though. How is it as far as – because you're crossing it with a bunch of stuff. I mean, as far as straight Bubba Kush, I don't think I've ever grown it. Is it a big, beefy plant? Is it a you know a long yielder? Does it just have a fucking crazy flavor to it? Why, why are we always talking about it 10, 15 years later? Um. I, I think it's it's got outstanding flavor. It's been described as being chocolate and coffee, maybe a hint of berry in there somewhere. Um, the taste the taste is very unique and it's, it's exceptionally good. But at the time, before concentrates were really you know a thing, right. I was I was searching for stuff that just had blunt force trauma. I wanted really really strong weed where I smoked a couple hits and I could get baked because, you know, 
as soon as I started growing, that was a game changer for me. Like all of a sudden my tolerance shot up through the roof because I was fucking ripping fucking bongets and smoking joints all day, yes. every day. You know, soon as soon as the bong was a little bit charred, you could cash that thing and get a freshie, you know. Oh, man. You, somebody yeah. made somebody made a meme on our site and it was like smokes weed and it had a joint like this big. And then it was like uh deals weed and it had a joint that was this big. And then it was like owns the grow and it just had a fucking the fattest goddamn joint you've ever seen, man. And that's kind of how it goes. Once you got weed in buckets instead of in uh, Ziploc bags, yeah, it'll definitely change your uh, <laughs> your smoking. <laughs> it is interesting how like yeah. way back in the day when you buy an eighth or a quarter, I'm even talking a quarter of Mexican reg, I'd put it in my dugout and I'll be damned if I didn't make a, you know an eighth last for a fucking week. <laughs> you know, yeah, no. yeah, a little different yeah, now. I remember. Remember the dugouts and shit. I was just happy now to be, be high, right? Now you'd be hard pressed to make that last to the supermarket. You know? <laughs> that's true. Yeah, right. Ah, uh, that's funny <laughs> as fuck, man. That's funny. Are you in the concentrates at all? You uh, dig on the concentrates, or are you uh, just old school with the flour? <laughs> I I really really like uh, my rosin press. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, sitting next to mine right now, man. Yeah, I do. When I have I, good flour to squeeze, I like it. Yeah, and I squish a lot. I know a lot of people do the hash, hash to extract. I don't make the hash. I just squish the flour. I bought a big bubble machine to make the hash and then squeeze it, and I just started squishing the flour and like it better. Yeah, I started washing clothes in my bubble machine. Um, I, I, I haven't been presented with a compelling argument that shows me why I need to make hash first. People tell me like the color and you know, I don't, I don't really care about the color, man. It's going right, right in the dab rig. And getting uh, I do like that about you, brother. You're all about getting high as fuck. That's kind of, it's pretty much what I'm all about. I love it when you can, you know, taste, uh, you know, the cannabis through the joint and you're like, God damn, there's some flavor here. I love it when it glows like a motherfucker, but uh, I just want to get high. I'll smoke out of a dugout if it gets me high. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> there's, there's something satisfying about taking a couple hits and knowing you're already high. Like, it's... Uh, there's there's a lot of weed, a lot of flour out there that doesn't really do it. Yeah, it's true, and a lot of it that'll look really good too. Yeah, there's a lot of. I think I think THC testing's been very fucked up for the consumer market. Yeah, wow. talk about that for two seconds. This sounds like a good path to go down. I was just talking about ooh, sixty-seven percent THC in this concentrate, but mm -mm. I mean, look, I I can get five or six or seven different concentrates that all are right around 70%. Right. Theoretically, if I take the same size dab, I should have a similar level of experience from that dab. And it's just not the case at all. Not even uh, close. And, it's and not even close. There's some, some shit will get you high as fuck <laughs> and other stuff you're sitting there and you're taking a dab every 10 minutes going, wow. This kind of tastes nice, but it's not really doing much for me. Yeah, and that's so, it. Pure THC. Even the pure THC crystal doesn't get you very high. You know, it feels something to some of your eyeballs. Yeah. So, so I, I, I'm not. I'm not. There's definitely. I, 
testing is a good way to go, but we're not there yet in terms of testing anything measurable that will assess the effects of what you're about to consume. Because there's stuff that'll test in the low teens that is awesome. A lot of sativas, I think, will test in the low teens. And uh, they'll get you high as fuck. And I've smoked stuff that apparently tested in the low 30s. And it was meh. You know, it, it got me a little bit high, but it was it was very flat and boring and, you know, nothing to write home about. It looked real pretty. It smelled nice. Yeah, we talk about that all the time. We'll talk about, uh, first off, phenotype, secondary metabolites, and then well, Guru, the new word is chemotype, right? Which is the, uh, it's basically the terpene, you know, the chemical, what a the, makeup the, of the terpenes, I guess you would say. But what it means is why the fuck does, uh, you know, sour diesel give you a specific kind of buzz? You know what I mean? Have that same, t- you know, have that very specific taste. That really yeah, is. There's definitely there's definitely a variety of factors that come into play, and probably the mix of those ingredients also comes into play. That's what I mean. I think that's what they're calling chemotype. Yeah, chemicals. Yeah, yeah. Chemicals, yeah. yeah Guru, what did you have to say on that, man? Did you did I screw that up or did I get it right? No, you're 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 pretty close to being right. It's it's the the chemical makeup uh, that that plant is capable of making, like genetically. So, I mean, you, you could get the chemotype by genetically testing a plant, too, and seeing what uh, terpenes and flavonoids it has the potential to be able to make. Huh. Interesting. Uh-oh. We lose them? All right. Yeah. All right. All good. Yes. I got a, I got a buddy that's a, a younger grower. He also breeds seeds. And uh, I was talking about some new strain, and he asked me if I'd gotten it tested yet. I'm like, absolutely. It got me fucking ripped. I love it. That's the test, bro. Wake and bake with it. You know, nice fresh head. That's the test, man. How did it taste? How did it how did it how did it feel? Like that's what else do you need to know? Dude, man, I am just looking at the uh at the Seeds Here Now website. I will shout out to James Bean, man. Thank you for the hookup. I appreciate you. We have a DGC Cup when you're allowed to actually hang out with people. We we have an event in Denver. Uh, you should show up, man. It'd be really cool. You would you would get along just fine with everybody, and I'll bet you would even get high. I bet you'd, I bet you'd say, man, you guys smoke the kind of weed that gets me high. <laughs> yeah, I like I like I like the gas. I like the chems. I like the the dank, cushy, yeah. earthy. Every once in a while, there's a fruit strain or something kind of sweet that I like. Sure. For, the most, for the most part, I really prefer gas and dang. Yeah, I'll take them all, man. I'll take them all. But I know what you mean. Kind of heavy hitter, kind of. Yeah. 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 I'm just looking at all these, man. It's beautiful. You got anything you want to shout out? Oh, you know what? I did want to shout out to uh, our buddy Brad. You're working with Brad from Raw Genetics? Yeah, yeah. Brad's a cool dude. Yeah, he sure is. He's legit too, man. Me and me and him met hanging out at uh, I don't know this giant commercial facility. It's the most undermanned thing I ever saw. And I just went in there. I was asked to take a look, and I went in there, and uh, he was just sitting there. I go, "Hey, what's up, man? Where's the crew?" And he goes, "I'm the crew. That's it." <laughs> he was like, "No, well, you want to know why things are fucked up over here, man? This is why." And uh, we always laugh about that, man. It's so funny how people just want to add lights without adding employees. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, man, so what are you guys working on? I know he's uh what he's a French toast guy, right? That's what he's pretty famous for. <laughs> uh, 
Um, I took a, a burnt toast male, which is uh, from from his line. Right. And, uh, we did a collaboration, made a handful of crosses, and uh, they're in the final stages of testing right now. Hopefully, uh, if if everything comes out as nice as it's looking, next next month we'll be dropping some uh, burnt toast crosses collab. Raw genetics. I'll take it. I can't remember if that's what JR Token's growing or not. He's either growing the burnt toast or the French toast, and I'll be damned if I know the difference. But uh, delicious bud, man. I have smoked his weed. And, uh, delicious. It's showy too, man. This shit looks good. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 the whole package. It's 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 got the flavor. It's got the high. It's got the looks. Oh, I'll take it, man. And get some. What is that with testing, man? How, how do you test? How can I become a tester? <laughs> what do you do? That? Yes, as far as, but seriously, you hook those seeds up with some growers that you respect and you, what, just have them give you the button at the end and we'll smoke it together? Is that how it works? Well, it, it depends how many different strains I have to test. Um, I'll try to do at least some myself of anything. Right. Because... I got to smoke it myself. <laughs> Damn straight, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah, just, just, I, I, need, I need to see how it does under my own environment, make sure I like it. But, uh, yeah, I'll usually send out like uh, five, five, six packs of uh, every new strain to a, a list of testers, people who signed up to, to be a tester. Right. Uh, I got a whole, a, a, I sent out an email to my mailing list. I got like 200 people that signed up to be testers. So I'm just like grinding through this list. But at some point, I figure everybody will have gotten one. Most of them will have done a half-assed job. And whatever's left will become a hardcore group of testers that I can sort of count on and send them stuff on a regular basis. Nice, nice. Hey, actually, dude, where the hell, like, let's, like, the DGC is going to want to get a hold of you. I'm sure you'll get a few hundred emails from people that want to be testers. But uh, give yourself a full shout out, man. How do, how, do you, how do you promote yourself? Are you on Instagram? Are you on, uh, I don't know, what do you want? Are you on Facebook, man? No, I'm not on Facebook. Pretty much on Instagram. I mean, it's it's just me and the the, the the missus helps out as well. But for the most part, it's just me. And Instagram kind of kicks my ass. Like, I used to be on the forums a lot, and it's like hard to even check in there anymore because I've got so much shit going on on Instagram. And emails coming as a result of Instagram. I know, man. You're supposed supposed to be watching Downton Abbey with the wife, but you're really checking your Instagram shit. I've been there, brother. Oh, is that just me? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Man. I'm just fucking with you. What, hey, what is your Instagram, man? Give everybody, I was seriously, a good shout out. I know we can buy your gear on seedsherenow.com. What is it? Katsu, katsuseeds.com is where we find your, all, all the good stuff. Um, you can go on Instagram, Katsu Seeds and Katsu Bluebird, my two main accounts. Um, I got a website, katsubluebird.com, nothing for sale, but you can see all the information about the strains and such. Beautiful. Beautiful. Man, I liked hanging out. I wish we was hanging out in person. I miss hanging out with people in person, but this is pretty fucking cool. I, uh, you know, yeah. my, my buddy, the, the dude bitches about the screens and whatnot, but I'm hanging out here looking at you. I get to, I don't know, get to hang out and make a new friend. So I appreciate these screens. I think we're doing good with them, Guru. You know, I mean, it's it's not not as nice as hanging out with your friends, but a lot of times when you're uh, 
a little bit of distance away, you don't have that option. This is a pretty cool technology, man. It really is. It really is, man. So it was good to virtually meet you. I'll give you a virtual fist bump, amigo. Fist bump, dude. And I will give you a real invitation to come to the next DGC Cup. I know all this shit's going to blow over soon. And, uh, man, we missed the 710 event. We missed all the events this year. So, yeah, we got some coming up. We got them, we got them on hold. But, uh, yeah, when we got them coming up, man, uh-huh. you need to come hang. You need to get high. Absolutely. I've come. I'll bring some fire myself. Deal. Deal. You might have to enter. It's a pleasure, guys. (laughs) Thank you, my friend. Thanks. I appreciate you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Some people love to blaze up the tank. Yeah, we get happy for noon. And with the boss man's sister, take a little break. That means we're lighting up a tube. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. In my toolbox, there's a bomb. Some people start their day off with a pill. It's what the doctor says to do. They shake their heads at natural medicine. Go ahead and try something new, new, new. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to keep the good buzz on, on, on. It's just weed. It's just weed. I like to smoke it all day long. Yeah.